0: Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. This is my dad, Ted.
1: Welcome to the Smart Thinking Podcast. I'm your host, Ted Nightsky. Well, I took a couple of weeks off here to spend some time with my family and re-energize, and I'm back. You ever notice that you don't really realize you need a break until you're in the middle of it and time slows down, your mind works differently, and you are feeling your body in a different way? (laughs) Well, I'm hyper aware of burning out because I am someone who was born caffeinated and weirdly, even though I'm thinking about balance all the time, I am always reminded in the middle of a break that I need to take some time once in a while to just chill. I hope you do the same. Well, I did that. I read a ton, enjoyed some sunshine, got out for some great runs, and spent some time with my favorite people, my family. We are coming to the end of the school year, and I want to take some time to reframe this upward trajectory we all get to enjoy, either as students, staff, administration, parents, or even sideline observers. First, let's never forget our job going into the end of the year. That is to lead. And we are all leaders because a leader is anyone with influence over another person. And that makes all of us leaders. And second, we are leaders who always run into the storms that we are facing. And that makes us Buffalo leaders. People who see the storm coming and then turn into it and make certain that we get through it quickly with perseverance, tenacity, and optimism. Why is this important to remember? Because There are a lot of people who are depending upon us, who watch us, who learn from us, who think about us when they don't know what to do, and they live their lives through our example, which is why this week, I want to give you a new mind frame that I learned from someone a few weeks ago. Now, before I get into my story, I want to remind you that as we head to the end of the year, we count up, not down. I remember teaching with and having teachers who would put a countdown to the end of the year once the fourth quarter started up on the board in their room. And to me, well, to me they demonstrated great joy that they were only a certain number of days left in the year instead of a certain amount of time to be with us. All of them shared enthusiasm that they were leaving right along with us at the end of the year. This joyless tactic drove me mad as a kid and then eventually as a colleague. It shouts, I don't like it here either. The joylessness of sharing with others that they won't have to be with you in the future is something I really never understood. I get it. I get that it's difficult to maintain positivity and energy throughout an entire school year. And I also get that some of the students in our purview can test the strongest of us. But that does not give us the right to project a sense of relief or freedom when we don't have to see them anymore. Now, I say this because joy joy is learned and resilience is modeled. If the adults are projecting that happiness is only in summer and when we're on breaks, why in the world would a child emotionally invest in the person who expresses that they'll be happiest when they're not with them? Think about it. Joy is found in our lives by the decisions we make, the way we behave, and most importantly, how we choose to be in front of others and for ourselves. Great leaders feel a sense, a real sense of energy and a little anxiety as we get to the end of a journey. They sense that we're running out of time to influence others and that we work our best and our hardest to the absolute last minute that we are together with the others, in order to make the most of our influence and time together. As we close out this school year, we should use language that reinforces the value of being here, the importance of learning, and the need to be our best. That doesn't happen when we say things like, as of tomorrow, we have 21 days left and we're out of here. It comes from saying things like, all right, folks, we only have 21 more days left together and we're going to make the most of it. As leaders in every area of our world, it starts with mindset, and I want you to think about fueling your joy with a Buffalo behavior and a lesson I learned recently. A few weeks ago, I was working with a school district leadership team, and we were reviewing what it means to be Buffalo in school and life. Now, when I get people together with others and we share the Buffalo story, I always ask them to talk about what the three key things are that define a Buffalo leader perseverance, tenacity, and optimism. I define perseverance as someone who never gives up on themselves, basically has a I never quit on myself mindset. I also share that tenacity is a person who has a fierce determination and never gives up on others. And the optimist? (laughs) Well, an optimist bets on winning and realizes that it will work out in the end. I asked the teams of people to work together and discuss what that means to them, where they've seen it, and who models this type of behavior around them. We were finishing our conversations at the tables, and it was time for a break. As we took the break, a strong leader came up to me by the name of Donna and leaned into me and said, something that shifted my mindset and sparked this podcast. Donna is a great person and leader. She stands equal in height to me, a little over six foot. She's around my age, I never asked. However, based upon her kids' ages and life experiences, I'm guessing we're close. She is a servant leader and has done some great work in her life, advocating for the underdogs. She has a no-nonsense way about her, and I got great energy in our discussions and our time together. So as we were walking out on break, she leaned into me and said, You know, Ted, at my house, there are no negative contractions allowed. When my children say to me, I can't or I won't, i just give them a look and say, no negative contractions. She looked at me, raised an eyebrow, and walked away. I paused my walk and thought to myself, that is number one, a genius mom move. And number two, that's how we model perseverance, leading to joy and ownership in our journeys. Now, if you have not mastered the English language, a contraction is a word made by shortening and combining two words. Words like can't. Being can plus not, don't, do plus not, and I've, I plus have. Those are all contractions. I have to admit, I'm not the best when you ask me about grammar, but I do recognize contractions. And after Donna, I've really come to notice negative contractions in people's voices and actions and words, most of which are simply words people have combined to change the direction of their sentences, but most importantly, that define their behavior. And a lot of the negative contractions are combined with the word not. Ready? Can't, couldn't, didn't, doesn't, don't, hadn't, isn't, shouldn't, wasn't, won't, wouldn't. That felt kind of like Dr. Seuss, but it's not. I'm just saying that that list makes me shudder a little bit. Joy comes from our ability to feel a sense of contentness, blended with happiness, a satisfaction that we're safe in a good spot emotionally, and most importantly, buzzing with a satisfying feeling of happy. Joy comes in many ways, but most importantly, it comes from a sense of accomplishment and control. And you won't find joy if you're canting, won'ting, and couldn'ting. I have never, I think I just made those words up. Well, you see what I did there. A few minutes later, as I was walking back and Donna came back from the break, and I sat next to her and slid over to her and said, hey, tell me more about this negative contraction thing. Now, Donna's from the South, and she looked at me intently and said, there's nothing else to tell you. If my family uses a negative contraction, I give them the look. They know to turn around and get to it. It was such a cool moment for me. So cool, in fact, that I shot out into the hallway and typed it into my notes so I wouldn't forget it. Imagine creating the conditions as we end the year this year and then forever, where there is no room for negative contractions, where we check the language and the actions of those around us. Because there is no can't in this family, there is only can. And there is no won't in this classroom, there is only when. This feels a lot like a grit strategy to support our journey to the end of the year. There is no place for I can't wait until the end of the year. There's only room for we can use this time to make ourselves the best version of ourselves as possible. Time left in the year. We've talked about the importance of ending the journey with a celebration, with a recognition of the work we've done and the journey we've taken. It's important as we pursue engagement and joy that we focus on what we've overcome, that we have taken the time to review the remarkableness of the ordinary things we do each day. I mean, think about this. If you've been in a school or supporting others over a period of time, that's a lot of people you've impacted almost every day over and over with the same people. That's influence. Now, taking the time at the end of the journey to collect and review the work, well, well, that allows us to identify the positives to fuel our perseverance and see the negative contractions, well, that they're actually easily overcome. Now, what I mean by this is taking some time to review all the things we did. And, of course, I have an activity for you. Now, this is for anyone who's been part of the journey so far and could be done with staff or students or staff and students. Joy is fueled by remembering and recognizing all we've done and all we have. As we get close to the closing out of the year, this is the perfect time to take some time to review all the things we willed ourselves to do. That's the activity. Break staff and or students into small groups and have them discuss all of the things they've done this year to get this far. When looking for the fuel to move ourselves positively towards the end of the journey, it's important to review and look back at all the things we've overcome, the hills that we have climbed, the hurdles we've leapt, and all the ways in which we have done ordinarily remarkable things. Journeys are difficult, and looking for energy, well, that's a powerful strategy to fuel you to the end. I suggest that that you have teams create top 10 lists of all the things that they have done this year, your lists of things we've willed ourselves to do that made a difference. Give each team and group a large piece of paper that can be hung up and have the teams list the things that we've overcome what we've conquered, accomplished, and are proud of. Have them illustrated. Have them have fun with it. Encourage the teams to create that top 10 list of celebrations so far. And all the things we've overcome. Because we've overcome is a positive contraction. It's important to have the teams represent a variety of stakeholders in your organization. And then to encourage them to be honest about the success and the areas they've been a part of. I mean, it's April and the school year is closing out. Most people blend the beginnings of the year together and they can't even recall that much that's gone on. So ask them to bring their calendars and their laptops and their phones so that they can go back and review. But when you have a variety of different people together using those types of tools, well, well, you get a large scoop. Of joyful moments over the past year. There are people in groups who are brand new to the organization and are celebrating that they're still standing. I mean, that they literally just made it this far. You see, like Donna, we are focusing on the moments from the past year where we had to speak in terms like, we can do this, we will do this, we should do this. And those are the memories often lost because joy hits us temporarily and then we keep moving into the next challenge. And that takes energy and sometimes, honestly, it's draining. Here's the deal. It's so easy to have a negative narrative about the journey. It's easy to slide into the pit of pessimism and discuss all the ways people made it harder for us, how people didn't cooperate, how we don't get what we want. Don't. Negative. How no one seems to understand. It's easy to throw up the negative contractions and talk about who should have done it, or why we can't do it, or we would have if only. Those conversations are everywhere and too common. Let's break that cycle. You know what's not common? Calling it out. Saying that there are no negative contractions in this house or in our culture, and expecting people to focus on what they've overcome and how they did it. As leaders, we are each responsible for a few things our own engagement, our happiness, and creating the conditions so that others are looking through a lens of joy. Collecting the joy of the past year by asking people to work together to positively review all we've done and overcome will leave a lot of people looking back on the journey in a new and prescriptive way, a joy-filled way. So let's do some smart thinking. Describe where you can drop the use of negative contractions. List the people who need to reflect and review for joy. And describe where you can apply a review process to provide the fuel needed to end the journey, optimistically, for this year. That's it. That's the Smart Thinking Podcast. Hey, as always, thank you for listening and please make sure to share this episode and rate it. I appreciate you and am hopeful that you and others find ways to promote joy-filled moments and opportunities as we get to finish the year. As always, thank you to the Well Pennies for their music. They're great music. And please make sure to follow them on whatever music platform that you use. Okay, I have a final set of contractions I want you to avoid as we close out the year. There is plenty of time left this year to do some remarkable work and find joy in the journey. The words are could have, should have, might have. Those are words of regret. Those are contractions I want you to stay away from. There is plenty of time left to ensure learning, relationships, and future success. The other activity to do in parallel with the one I described before as we close out the school year is to forecast our success moving forward. With our students and your students or staff, set up a second set of posters and ask them this, as we get these few days left to make a difference, what should we do, could we do, or might we do in order to finish strong? No negative contractions, only positive action terms should, could, might. We do. Joy lives in realizing the possible. As you set the conditions to support others running into their storms, have the conversations and reflections needed to identify who we are, what we've done, and what is left to do in order for those we serve to go to the next level. You are a leader. A leader who makes a difference and great leaders, well, they can, they do, and they will. These last few times together, this year, make it worth it. Make it positive with joy filled phrases with the other type of contractions, the positive ones. We've overcome, you've demonstrated, they're doing great. Finish the year with the contraction that'll make sure people recognize all the work they've done and all the work we'll do. I'm going to end this episode with a well penny song because I feel like we need a little spark of optimism and that's why I'm playing the song Spark. My favorite lyric in this joy-filled song is don't get lost in the dark. All you need is a spark. Be the spark of joy as we close out the school year.